Hello, everybody. Uh, if you're fresh out of university or if you're in between jobs, this episode might help you get the best negotiation ever. I may be wrong. Let's go. Ryan, quick question. How, yeah. long, how long have you been working for me again? Uh, five years, man. You're happy here, right? Can say lah. No. Okay. Oh, no, not good enough to answer. <laughs> nah, man, sorry. I'm out here. Hey, Bye. hey, hey. <laughs> sit. Sit. Uh, today, actually, to be honest, right, today's episode is like, I would say, almost a year in the making because we wanted to do this a lot earlier. Yeah. The pandemic kind of screwed everything up, like how we mentioned last episode. The pandemic just screwed everything up. Yeah, but be real. Yeah, look, we got a brand new studio. We got a brand new lineup mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, anchors. Dennis is not here today because we can only fit three. <laughs> yeah, big size idiot, you know? Yeah, yeah. We told him to stay he, home. He went bulk too much already. <laughs> <laughs> but today's episode is actually really, really uh, interesting. Now, before we go on, I'd like to introduce my guest here today who will probably solve all your problems when it comes to switching jobs or mm -hmm, looking for mm -hmm. a job actually when it comes to graduation i think the most important thing is looking for a job and how you make the most out of it i would say it's it. the most stressful thing really right after graduation i don't know for me la, right after graduation the most stressful thing was looking for a job okay okay yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah i think i, I would I would have to agree to, but today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the show, he is, I have to put on my low voice because, you know, this is a very high post. Yeah, yeah. He is the CEO of Hiredly in Malaysia. Yeah, it is a portal that allows you to look for jobs. Over 3,000 of our jobs are listed there. You can find anything you want. If you can't find anything, you're just downright picky. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big warm welcome to Mr. Derek Toh. Hello. Hey, hi, hi guys. Hello, Good hello. To be here. Yes, finally. How, how have you been? Good? Uh, yeah okay uh you know i'm, I'm glad you're sort of like trying to get back to normal now yeah i know we try but you know uh, once in a while you still have the oh sorry uh, close contact yeah yeah it, it happens a little too too often than my for my liking but i think it's something we have to live with lah. it's something we have to deal with funny story though last week uh we had dennis like sitting where you were just before the show started he's like oh my daughter just got positive oh. COVID yeah. positive. No, no, we sanitize the chair yeah we put the microphone in the washing machine <laughs> <laughs> Derek okay for the for the benefit of all our listeners uh, listening in right now could you please explain to us you know what it is you do and where you're from yeah so so yeah I'm Derek uh, I, I founded a company called Hiredly uh, mm -hmm. so uh, many many years ago I think about 70 years ago uh, it started as a portal called WOBB mm -hmm. and the whole concept was to help someone find the, the right place to work. And we focus a lot on company culture. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was the original idea. And, and so actually when, when um, I was doing hate hunting uh, in those days and, and uh, when someone kind of came to me with this idea, I thought, hey, I think Malaysians would really love something like this. So zero market research. Wow. I have no idea how to start a company. I, I didn't approach it as a businessman. I would tell people, I sort of approach it as an artist. Oh. In a way mm. where like, um, I, I think people were lucky, let's, let's start doing it. And we got lucky. La. So oh, it's, wow. yeah, I saw sort of, um, it, it caught fire, like it sparked something, caught fire. And a lot of uh, uh, job seekers, a lot of employees I came to say, hey, I want to list on your platform. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not evolved quite a little bit right now. I mean, today we also do hate hunting and all that, but mm -hmm. the mission still remains the same, like to help people find the right place to work, you know, to work where they belong. Right, and that's pretty cool that, you know, where you, you said that you ventured into this without any business knowledge, it just kind of organically yeah. evolved. It kind of reminds me of I myself. I think it goes to show also, like, if you do something and you do something good, yeah, like the business will come, 
I bet not you, to say like you don't care about the business side of it at all, lah. But yeah. first, first things first, you got to make sure your product is good, lah. I feel the you first know? thing that you kind of have to have is a purpose. I, I bet you had a purpose for starting this. Yes, yes. Like so, we have very mission driven from the beginning. I yeah. always like care a lot about helping people find that right place. Because I think me personally, I also you could use the word lost very loosely, lah. I kind of like. When I was young, I was into uh, this was early 1990s. I was learning at computer programming. He's giving away his age, but don't <laughs> worry. I can assure you that he looks really young. No. Yeah. yeah. So no, that, in, this is before the internet. I was learning like voluntary learning programming. Even more giving away yeah. his age. Yeah, yeah, I am very old. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks really young. What's your secret? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, yeah. And. Um, uh, when I when I grew up, uh, I think I, I did accounting. So I did accounting for a short while because like you know, don't know typical you know like um, uh, not sure what to do. Let's do something safe to accounting, and, yeah. then, and then and then and then I went to head hunting, and now I'm doing a tech company. So you could say I went through this phase myself. Like. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. you mentioned that you didn't know you know everybody do accounting because that's the safest bet. It's like ninety eight percent of all of our parents. So it's like accounting or engineering or doctor. Okay, doc- doc- okay, my mom was my mom was more realistic. She knew that I would mess it up if I did medicine. <laughs> I would be of no contribution. You think like if you did if you were a doctor, your, even your mom wouldn't go and ask you for medicine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wouldn't. So the, the, the thing I I feel like uh, uh okay you know Ryan you're. Uh, I don't know whether this is the right question to ask because the first place that you worked at is yeah yeah this this place yeah, I'm still here and oh, you wow. just you maybe just, I need to go on your hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> see what options are there out for me yeah but like think you you mentioned earlier on just before we start this show I think the most stressful part uh for any individual or, or for a fresh graduate uh for that matter is actually looking for a job why why is that so I just want to hear your opinion because like I I I, I would I would kind of agree fifty fifty yeah. yeah. Because I mean, it's always like, like you see the next step. You know, you first you study in kindergarten, or if you don't go kindergarten, whatever lah. Then you go primary school, then you go secondary school, and then from here the the most natural progression is say, okay, I want to go and study college. If you can afford it, you go and you go and study in college, right? And once you do that, once you finish, the next step is to get a job. Ah, yeah. time you study college, and then what's what's next? You know, you just laze around man for ten years. Yeah. So I would say that's the most stressful part for me. Um, I say a lot of people also will be like that, but for me specifically, it's because like I've never been a person who was like, like not say lost, uh, but like I always knew what I wanted to do next. So not having a job at that time was very very stressful for me. I didn't. I it took me about like almost six months to get a job. Really? I started here in May, right? I was too lenient then. I, I should have just rejected you. <laughs> No, because I was looking for a job in the States. Yeah, so yeah. I started here in May. So oh, I graduated so, in December. I'm so offended that I'm your your next best option in part. Well, Sorry, you, got, you, if, you go to the States and I go and join you. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So so yeah, six months. Yeah, because I, I graduated in December and then I tried to look for a job for over three months there. Right. So for over three months until like March, April like that, I couldn't find a job. And I was like, okay, you know what? I got to come home now. Okay. And okay. then I came home and then I, I still continued looking for a job because I've never had, I'm, I'm, I'm not those, one of people, those kind of people who like, you know, summer holidays, let's take a break. Like every yeah. summer holiday, I was like uh, interning and doing something, trying to make most of my time. Like. So for me, it was very stressful like, not having a job. Okay. Was it because your parents were already pressuring you to kind of live on your own and cut your finances and stuff? Like no, that? no, no. That's just, just me. This right. is just me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My parents were, they were quite supportive. Like. They didn't like push me or anything. It's just for me, I, I found it stressful. Like. like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. Nice to have like one month holiday. Like. But after that, it's like, yo, what am I doing in my life now? You know, I need to move to the next step. Wow, your parents must be very proud. Yeah. Yeah. Auntie, uncle, you're listening or not bad. It's coming from Ryan's <laughs> mouth. Huh? If you ever, Derek, I'd I like to ask you the same question though. 
we'll rewind back to the first uh, when you were fresh out of uni and you came out looking for a job. You know, what was it like? Was it easy for you? Was it like you know stressful for you? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I actually, so I I went to London um, very unexpectedly. I wasn't supposed to go to London. I was supposed to do my degree in Malaysia. Like yeah. something happened personally. Then my parents are okay lah. You can go to London. You know, and <laughs> and uh, they, so we are very middle class family, right? So yeah. They, they sort of borrowed money. They sort of kind of bet everything to send me there for one year. Oh, mm. wow. And, and, and uh, I was supposed to go there for one year and come back. Right. But when I went there, I suddenly decided, you know what? Like, it's such a waste if I don't try to find a job here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Since you're there, you know, same. Since I'm there, yeah. just try. You know, you never know. If you get one and you top to I can stay there longer. Yeah, yeah. So I tried really hard. And, yeah. and so, so, I, so the, for context, right, the university that I, I started studying and graduating was ranked number 88. Hey, wow. wow. In, in not bad. Bad. In, Chinese, oh, not bad. Chinese, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're not Chinese, so they say. <laughs> so, so you can imagine, right? Like, uh, not a, you know, okay, lah. I'd say, okay, I won't say anti bad about university, but it's very hard for a foreigner without a visa to get a job. Yes. You oh, know, yes. Uh, and I didn't have A levels and stuff. So I worked really hard. And I remember I had to work like part time jobs. I worked in like small companies to kind of make things work. Yeah. And for many years in the beginning, uh, uh, I couldn't even afford a flight ticket home. Oh, so wow. it's either mm. I fly home or I pay rent. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, I didn't want to ask money from my parents. So I, I still yeah. remember like uh, my brother, my brother is like, a, I have a younger brother. So I sort of missed almost the, his entire teenage. Oh uh, man. Yeah. So the next time I saw him was like almost an adult. And I was like, oh my God. Like, suddenly jump from like this high, like yeah, from yeah, like four yeah. feet to suddenly become like six yeah, feet monster yeah, already. Yeah. And so it was so hard. It was so, so hard. I remember this mm. was again, um, uh, in those days, uh, finding a job meant like uh, the printing a CV, yeah. putting it in an envelope and like literally snail mailing yeah, yeah. people. And I, I went through that whole process. Lah. So it's very difficult. But in the end, it's, it also worked out. Like I worked really hard and I got into like a good company. Right. Did you apply to a lot of places? Like um, 10, 20 companies? I, a hundred. 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 A hundred. Uh, and you have to print the CV one yeah, by yes, one. I printed a hundred copies. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, take yeah. things way for granted these days. <laughs> I sent out 20 emails. So I'm like, oh, I'm tired already. You know? <laughs> Every email. Dear sir, madam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I was applplying for jobs, I used to send out letters, not not emails. Yeah. La. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm quite so, so, a little okay. bit younger than you guys. Are. So how long? How long? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right? So how long? Okay, so how long were you searching for a job for? Like, how long were you jobless before you actually got your first job? Well, uh, depends on what you count as a first job. So I worked in like a lot of small companies, like mm -hmm. part time. First monthly paycheck, not 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 part time hourly, and like your first salary. First proper full time, full time job, yeah. salary, like proper visa, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, right? I think um, maybe a year and a half after I graduated. Oh so, wow! So before in, that was like mostly like part time jobs, side hustling, working in a restaurant, like carrying food as a waiter, mm, you know, oh just wow. to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a living paycheck to paycheck at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so in, in, and I, and if I say in those days, I like an old man like that. But you know, but really, really felt like a job was very important. Like money is very important because I need to yeah. pay bills. Yeah, you know? I mean, it doesn't change. It hasn't changed today too because I'm I'm pretty sure that every money is still important. Like the minute you finish your education, you know, you want to get mm. a job as fast as possible. Um, I think one the beauty of a job right I think one thing why all of us especially like I can still remember like one reason one big reason why I want to get a job quick is that you mentioned because like I don't want my parents to to keep paying things for me really yeah. you know I, I they paid for my for my education I'm lucky enough to get that I felt like I owe it to them you know get a job get off their get off their backs really you know be more financially independent on myself so I think that was a big a big like factor in why I was like so stressed out about finding a job because it was the first step to being financially independent mm -hmm. for my parents. Right. And I'm glad to say like today that I'm, I'm 
pretty financially financially independent now. Yeah, somebody just dropped the just dropped the just dropped the new house. He got dropped keys, a new house. He got new house. Oh, just collected the keys. He's like last week. Now financially independent, he got loan. It's like it's like hey Tuesday, I need to go somewhere. I need to collect my keys. Sorry, what what my keys? Oh, got a house in here for you. Yeah, but you know you can't buy a house if you don't have a job. Let's be real. Unless you're lucky, you trade NFT, trade Ethereum, whatever, and make money, lah. I I I have a very different uh, experience as compared to the both of you though. I didn't really send out like a hundred emails, but I think I started working even when I was in uni. Uh, hence why like you know I had a bit of pocket money. But I think like my my perception back then and my perception today will be completely different. Back then, when I, you only have five thousand ringgit in your bank, you can think you can last the whole year. Yeah. Or last <laughs> a co- really, I was like I'm invincible. I have five thousand, you know, and all I need to do is just have that five thousand jun jun on the dot. If I earn five thousand, I spend one ringgit. You know what I mean? If I have like five thousand five hundred, I spend five hundred ringgit. The kind of thing. Um, when I graduated, I wanted to look for a job in Perth, Australia, but I never got around to it because it's like. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm Asian or something. Like I, 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 and and I think my field, my my field of study, I was doing marketing and PR. So they were really, really looking for people like accountants, finance department. They're not so much for the marketing. So before you know it, I I I came back to to Malaysia lah, and then I was like, okay, you know what? I've I've studied for like twenty one years of my life. I kind of want like you know six months off. Yeah, cause like you know, I got like five thousand, four thousand bucks in the bank. I'm like, yeah, I'm invincible. So I can... four thousand to last you six months. No, for the whole year, dude. It's like, yeah, <laughs> and and like, uh, I I mean, I wasn't doing any side hustles. I knew that I used to, cause I used to play yo-yos when I was young, right? I used to do side hustles, pay, uh, perform for half an hour, they pay me fifty bucks. Mm, mm. So like, if I did like four shows, uh, a, a, a month, I got like two hundred bucks, and it's like that's easy, dude. And I wasn't paying for a car loan. I had my mom's beat up Ford. Mm. It's really beat up, and I beat it up even more. But the minute I got back, you know, um, how I got my first job was through recommendation. It's like my mom uh, knows knew someone. Hey, they were looking for someone, and straight away I was forced by my mom to cut my hair. I had long hair. Oh my god! To go for an interview with my then boss with short hair. Basically, I cut my hair with short mm-hmm. hair, and my boss had long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it! I could have kept my long hair. Yeah, and this and this was when was in Astro and. Here's like what okay even the okay it may sound like you know I've been spoon fed and it was really easy but when I went in, I had no knowledge of what I was supposed to do when it comes to interviews. I just went in there, they're like, oh hi. Fake it till you make it. And not even fake no. it till you make it. They were asking more questions rather than I I was asking, and I I feel that if I could rewind back to back then, I would ask a lot of questions. Yeah, like you know when you were working here, you ask questions, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so was, I didn't ask I was questions. Always- taught to like you know ask your questions yeah you don't ask you don't know that's why so i i didn't ask questions and i settled for like uh a basic pay of like a thousand eight hundred bucks which back back then to me was like whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i you know i don't make 200 bucks a month now i make like a thousand eight i got my first paycheck it was like a thousand five that i went to the hey why uh you say thousand eight that's a oh we did not epf and stuff mm-hmm. like that i was like idiots no one told me this yeah at that time i uh, a thousand eight uh, in in three months i uh, can make another five thousand you know. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can retire. Oh, double already the money. <laughs> yeah, but that that was where I thought I was kind of, I won't say shortchanged, but not really well informed when it comes mm. to going for an interview because I think like a few months down the line, somebody kind of like you know. Uh, so I moved on to a different department. 
it's a completely different department. I used to work as a promotions exec. I write all the scripts for radio. I used to work at Astro as a radio uh, for promotions. I write all the scripts. I write all the promotions and whatever not. Then I kind of evolved and I went to entertainment. I did radio broadcasting. And I realized that the person that took my spot, which is a fresh graduate, probably like 600 bucks more than I did oh, as a wow. starting pay. Oh, wow. then I, and you know, obviously when you find that out, you'll be like, Hmm. You know, I could have gotten that. Yeah, you why get that feeling, right? Yeah, then yeah. you then you go ask the guy, what's your graduation? Uh, yeah. what's your what's your qualification? Oh, same as same as me, uh, same mm, as me, uh, you know that kind of thing. So it's like like here's my question to you, Derek. You know, a lot of people these days tend to. Do you think that most people these days tend to want to get a job just because they need to survive, or you know, do, do you see lack of self entitlement? I mean, like not self entitlement, but what, self uh, lack of people going and asking for what they should rightfully be asking. In terms of negotiations, yeah, negotiations. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this, yeah, this is tricky, like, I, I, the, the the person that wins the negotiation is always the party that's willing to walk away. Oh, Let's put it this way, right? So right. I did that to my general philosophy. That means, mm. uh, if you if you're looking for a job and you only have one offer on the table, yeah, you, you're, you're gonna, gonna lose win. the negotiation, yeah. right? Because oh. you you you're, you're gonna be very afraid to push it too far. Yeah. because you might lose the offer. Whereas if you're like. I don't know, like five offers on the table, then uh, then you then you push it, right? So, so it's it's as if like before the negotiation has even started, it's like you know you can you know you can hypothetically win it, already. Yeah. The guy with nothing to lose, right? Yeah, yeah. So 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 I think negotiation is just basically just asking for more money. But in order for you to be able to be in that state, right? That means you have so you have so many offers, right? So this is why I tell people a lot, right? So sometimes people, you know, they say, Oh, I go to a job interview to practice and they don't take it very seriously. You yeah. know? But but then I was like, but if you're using it for practice, yeah. you should take it seriously because you're training yourself to be good at interview. You're not practicing yeah. for a bad interview, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I read and, and some people say, oh, no, I'm just like for fun. I mean, for fun, can play badminton, right? But if you're going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. going for a job interview, I'm really hoping that everyone, you, you go to this interview as though you're interviewing for your dream job. Yeah. Just yeah. go and you go as far as get, once you get the offer, you can still say no. Yeah, yeah. But until you get the offer, that's when you can negotiate. I mean, you get to a point where you're in state, oh, I've got a few offers. Yeah. I can reject this one. I want to negotiate this one. Then you have some power. So if you don't get your job interview to a point that the company makes you an offer, you, you mm. don't come and say that, oh, I wasn't interested in the company. Well, actually, the reality is the company wasn't was interested to hire you. Mm, mm, right. you know? So I really tell you, just go, go, get, go to as many interviews as possible. Take it seriously. Once you have many offers on the table, then you can negotiate. Right. And whatever technique you want to use also, in, in, in some sense, it matters a lot less than yeah. the fact that you have options. Uh. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, when how some uh, employers will ask you, oh, have you, are we the only place you applied for? Have you applied anywhere else? Does that sort of already kind of give away that they, the employers are like, oh, I'm kind of interested, but I want to know who else you're employing. Uh, you, you basically sent your resume to. Yes, yes. I mean, that, that's one sign. Uh, so, so, some employers, uh, I mean, they do ask it as a standard question. Uh. So, so okay. this is why it's kind of tricky, right? The way you answer because you don't want to be like, oh, I, anything also can. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to be sort of like, I am interested in you by telling you the truth. I also have others that I'm kind of looking yeah. for. I'm interested in you. Yeah. You know, like, oh, so so you have like, to kind of balance that. It's like but, psychological but warfare. Like you're trying to cow away, but you, want, you don't want to play a bit hard to get. Uh. It's like, hey, I like you, but you know, I'll keep my options open a bit first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the, the other party feels like you have options. You know, right. but, but they also feel that you're actually interested in them. Like, it's yeah. like a kind of like a juggle. But like they, they, I mean, what people always say, right, it's, it's quite true. So uh, like, you know, you always want something that you, you know you have a chance you can't, you might not have, you might not be able to get. Like, you know, a piece of chocolate, no, yeah. no one wants it. If no one wants it, you also don't want it. But the moment someone wants it, you're like, hey, shit, I kind of want the chocolate FOMO. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it kind of works in this scenario. Yeah, so yeah, it applies to a lot of things, like, right? Even job search also applies. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Very interesting. Then, like, okay, I, I negotiation up because obviously I didn't have any negotiation skills when I was asking for my first job. Mm. Yeah, I think even after or so, which I would like to go out, like, you know, when I was working in the company long enough, I also was negotiating for my uh, payroll to be a little bit higher because, you know, I didn't really pay, get paid great. I mean, it's not bad, but, you know, it could be better. But, like, when, when what are the big no nos uh, for any new uh, employees, you know, when it comes to negotiating for their salary? Yeah, I think um, you want to position it in a way where, again, you're trying to balance, you're showing them that you're interested. So yep. you could go, let's say, you could say something along these lines. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, your expectation is 5,000. Yeah. But you don't know whether, maybe they're thinking, well, I want to offer you 4,000. Uh, let's yeah. say they're expecting mm -hmm. five, right? So you just say, like, okay, look, uh, something like, I'm really interested in this job. I love one, two, three, whatever reasons uh, why I would love working here and why I think I'd be a great asset. Yep. Uh, in my mind right now, my expectation is about 5,000. Mm -hmm. So I understand that you may have like certain budget. So in general, uh, I, I do want to work here, the, but the closer you get to 5,000, you will make me sort of uh, see that decision as a, a, a good one. It, it will be easier for me to make a decision mm, like right. this. You know, something wow. nonsense. So, I need so to take notes here, all these yeah. <laughs> words to use. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can, Ryan, could you can get out of the room? You're going to hear all these words tomorrow already. Yeah. <laughs> could you just like get out for a while and never listen to this episode? <laughs> so, so expecting what you've done is you've given them a line, but you're not like so hard-headed that if you don't mm. meet my nose, I'm out of here. Yeah. So they still feel like, oh, this person still wants to be in and maybe you're already offering four. Okay, la, give him like four, five, la, four, six, whatever it is right so yeah. and, and, they, they, and you still feel like you're still well you're still open to this conversation uh, rather mm. than like I'm only here for money no 5,000 I'm out you know which, which actually leaves a very bad impression to yeah. yeah yeah but isn't that like a very wrong thing to go for though like if you want to work in the company you're only working there for the money isn't that like you know you're never going to be happy because you're just going to be there like a robot it's like okay I'm here I, I'm here because for the money but you're not here because you love doing the job yeah, so in reality, you have to balance a lot of things. So, so right now in highly, when we say, oh, we want to help someone work where they belong, like yeah. money is one factor, but it's just one. Like there's so many things that are like the nature of your work, you know, like whether you care about impact or like the culture of the company, you know, mm. what your colleagues are like. So it's much more deeper than that. And I think this, the second part is about, I suppose you want to make money is good, but you need to do it sustainably. That's how I look at it. Right. Mm. So if you, if you go for something that pays very well, but you hate it, Every yeah, day. yeah, it's very hard to just keep going, and I think in the long term, right, it also makes it very difficult for you to grow, right? Yeah, because whatever, whether you're fresh grad, let's say you're under thirty, whatever you are, if you think five thousand a lot of money now, it's not a lot of money. If you think six thousand, it's not a lot. Of money. One day, it's not going to be a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, so so you always need to think very long term, right? like what is going to help me get to ten thousand, fifty thousand, whatever it is that you that number you have in mind, like sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to do something that you don't hate. Right, right. Yeah. So that you can, you know, it's easier, right? Like, kind of like plot your trajectory in a way, like, You know, after this, I can see where the next step is to go into the next, the next bracket, that kind of thing. Is that yeah. what you're trying to get at? Yeah, yeah. And and when you um uh as you grow, because uh, you're coming in order to grow, you need to be good at your job. Mm. Yeah, you need mm. to stay in your job for very long. So you you cannot hate your job. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So so the money is important, but in order to get the money, you cannot just be like, I will hate this job, but the money is very good. I'll take this. Actually, that's a very very kind of bad long-term decision to make. I would yeah. rather pick the job that pays less now, but I know that I like it, I'll do well here. One day it will become very high. Right, mm, right. Like then, then that was a much uh, better long-term strategy for your career. Yeah, I I can I would relate to that a lot, but yeah. I mean my 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 okay. I used to work in Astro. I was a radio announcer for a hit, and I was doing it for seven years. Uh, initially, it didn't pay that well, but I think throughout, I mean, when, when I did the morning crew, it, it paid well, I'm not going to lie, mm. but I wasn't happy. And, 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 and if the fact that- Do if you like they were question yourself, like, why am I doing this? Yeah, is it, every is it day, just dude. for money? 
Uh, yeah, you start at what? Five in the morning every day? I didn't do it because of the money. I think the money was not the... I think I did it because I just needed a secure job. That's all. Because yeah. like, look, like when I when I when I <laughs> when I did the radio gig, right? My mother was like, "Huh, radio one, stable one, man? Sure, you know, entertainment business, yeah, yeah. Stuff, right?" Then my man was like, "Uh, no, man, I do it for two years, and I did it for seven years, and I, I and I feel until today that radio is still the most secure entertainment job in the industry because you have like regular programming, not like TV. You have a season of. The, the biggest loser if it doesn't do well in the first season they cancel yeah, the season so, yeah. radio they play music every day yeah yeah and, and whatever it is programming will still go so I, I think like when it came yeah I know when I was doing the morning crew uh, I was put on the morning crew not because I don't know why I was put on the morning crew okay because maybe somebody left and then you know I was just the more convenient one at the point yeah. of time uh, so I was filling somebody's gap lah, right mm. and at the same time YouTube was blowing up and you know they were kind of riding on that success Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, they are. They were. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, uh, yeah, the money was great, but I didn't like the, the, you know your the mom lifestyle. Was when you left, when you left radio. Oh, she told she you? She told me. I remember like, I was like, what, two, three months into the job, I was sending your mom home. Oh, really? She's like, Ayo, you know last time uh, when Jin left radio, I was so worried. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm so happy he see he can uh, hire people. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, but, but just sharing from my experience, yeah, I, although they paid well, but when I, when I left radio, uh, obviously I did the calculations, right? I was like, uh, okay, I could live for another year. Uh, that's about it. Uh, it's like your buffer. Yeah, your buffer you know, if, 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 I le- if I'm doing this YouTube thing and nothing happens in one year, do I knock back at my old employer? Is that a good idea? Going back to your old employer, say, I want my job back. Uh, Aren't you in the losing end? Uh, right? Yeah, I think so yeah 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 okay yeah. so it's not again back to like a like a psychological game it's like you're sort of in the you know i'm not sure what's right on the back foot like, yeah but right? it's very hard to negotiate and if you go in like how you do leave after that it's just so strange you know? but i think it's it's quite situational also right mm. this kind of thing because like i had a friend who left his job um he thought he wanted to try something else but he had a very good relationship with his previous employer yeah mm. so it wasn't like a bad like it wasn't like a bad like breakup or anything like he just left and then he found out like out there not as nice as what the previous company was was doing for him and then he just came back and was like, yeah, sure thing. Ah, okay. That, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, mean, I, I think it, it works for happen. a small company. La, but no, for a, a huge oh, company. Oh, really? Huge. Multinational. I won't okay. say, la, but like, big multinational company. Yeah, but but, but where like, I was... 20,000 20, employee big. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah I, but I, I was so surprised. He told me, he's like, yeah, I just went back. My manager is like, yeah, sure thing. Come, come back and join us. I think it helped that they had a good relationship before he even left lah. Yeah. Right. And it was like a bit more open to the boss and everything rather than just like, I'm quitting, bye. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, the, the I think the HR term was, I mean, they call it like a boomerang employee lah, something like, oh. like a boomerang, like they come back. Mm. So I think different companies kind of see it very differently. I know many companies that welcome boomerang employees and stuff. My, my view on it is like kind of, oh, I'm not very sure. I'm more of a sense where, let's say if you've grown in highly and then you want to go to the next thing, I wish you well. I want you to go continue your adventure. But somehow if you sort of come back, I don't know what it means also in terms of like your long-term career. I want people to keep growing like yeah, forward yeah. to the next thing, you know. Yeah. But what if they come back and tell you, yeah, I went elsewhere and I'm getting more information and I believe in your vision so I want to come here and help you. Yeah, I mean like... For two <laughs> times the amount. But I mean like, it could be a possibility, right? Like, yeah. Because if you're staying in that one company and you don't go outside and explore, like you don't know like is it better is it worse yeah yeah you know? yeah so 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 i mean right now i'm, I'm very open I'm, I'm trying to be open-minded about this so internally there are people trying to convince me to change my view about this so right. but generally that's where i see la. but at some point because yeah, ultimately you want to help people work where they belong right so i suppose at different phase of their life they might belong in a certain 
yeah. company and then one day yeah. maybe it's back to us. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. I know radio, right? They completely switch each other. It's, what it's like if these fellas in hits, one minute they'll be in hits and one minute they'll be in fly. Then after they'll be back in hits. <laughs> they they, like it's like fly chair. and fly and hits, right? Are always switching radio DJs, <laughs> right? <It's, laughs> the industry is always completely the same. But yeah, but where, where I was coming at just now is no matter how much they pay you, if you're not happy, you're not happy. You're not even, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can go out and then, yeah, you can spend money. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, it's quite sad. La, because you have to wake up every single day, you know, going to a place that you really dread and then it's like you know you got to work about 10 hours a day and it takes up like 90% of your livelihood yeah. so yeah that's that's uh, kind of sad yeah. <laughs> actually one thing I just want to highlight so the the, the, the whole narrative that uh, I think is in good in general that you you need to not hate what you're doing like, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. you grow but uh, mm. uh, sometimes I think some some especially a lot of maybe if someone's kind of new to work is they, they take this uh, idea a little bit too far in the sense where as soon as they encounter a, a problem at work, ah. you know, as soon as they encounter something they don't like to do or they don't kind of, you know, and then, they, you know, I hear things like, oh, I, I feel I'm not passionate anymore. But actually in, in every job, there are parts that you may not like one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right? So, so people need to understand that. And so when like someone like yourself, right, Jane, might say, oh, you need to kind of love what you do. I think you sort of, you look at it in a mature way. Like you yes. do understand there are parts that you won't like, but yeah. in general, you do like it, it yeah. in most, right? So, uh, whoever's kind of listening, I hope they have that more balanced view. Uh, as soon as you see something you don't like, don't just give up immediately. Right. This is a bit strange because uh, obviously I'm a founder of a recruitment company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would think I would want people to say, yeah, change job, you know, like, but <laughs> but I, I, that's not what I want people to be successful. So right. don't give up too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to push forward a little bit more. But at some point, if it's really time to go, you may know then, uh, but don't, don't give up too soon. Uh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Have a more macro point of view of everything. Like, like see everything as a whole uh, rather than just don't be too, narrow, don't be too narrow-minded yeah, la. yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you counter something that's a bit hard to do I mean it doesn't mean that you hate your job yet. yeah yeah. Not every yet. job has yeah, that yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing that you may not like yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that and then okay Here, here's another question though. I think we're talking more of like for fresh graduates because like you know the, the, the more, a lot of people who listen to us are kind of young so when like everybody wants to okay obviously everybody or every parent will want their kids to basically work in like a like you know, oh the four what is it four C's? Uh? What are uh, what four A? Uh? What are uh? the MNC la, whatever la. Okay? Oh, oh the the big the big four the, the big, big four, four yeah the big right, four right, and, right. and, and big stuff four. like that okay. Right, right. But let's just be let's just be real about this. Some the big four can't accommodate everyone. And in in order for you to kind of like look for a job, like you mentioned, you sent out like hundreds of emails. How do you know whether the place is good to work at or not? Now sometimes it may be easy because you may have a friend working there, and then you'd be like, hey, how's it working there? Yeah. But it, it could be a double-edged shot because if I say, hey, don't work here, you know, I'm just here for them. You know, you know, it could be a lot of things. Yes. How do you basically, like, you know, what sort of research should one do to kind of identify whether the company is good or bad to work in? Yeah, so, um, mm-hmm. I think uh, in general, maybe look for three things, uh, right? Okay. I, I generally believe that, you know, different people suit different cultures. So, yeah. the, the, so like, uh, so for example, right? Um, uh, so the first thing I would look at is, let's say, the nature of the business. Uh. Right. So if you're applying to a bank, let's say, and you know, Banks are highly regulated kind yeah. of industry. Yeah. That will sort of reflect internally how they work. One, you know, maybe a bit more careful, less, no more risk averse. You know, don't take big steps and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, so maybe uh, a lot of red tape, right? Because mm-hmm. there are industries like that. Versus if you if you are interviewing for let's say a technology company, a startup, 
for right. Elon Musk. <laughs> My boss just bought Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Elon Musk considered a startup anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they have like a kind of like a startup mindset. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are growing, they are, they are changing a lot. Very so gung-ho. Very gung-ho, very driven. And, and that kind of environment might be very fast-paced, but also if you use a negative term, might feel a bit unstable. Mm-hmm. A bank might feel very stable. But yeah. if you kind of reverse it, a bank might be all slow like that. And then like a, like a Elon Musk kind of company, wow, you know, fast-paced, exciting. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, so nature of business is one. I think the second thing you will look at is the leader. Ah, it matters a lot okay. who your leader is. So not just the leader at the top of the company, but the person directly you are reporting to. Mm. Ah. Something so this is, the beauty of it is most of the time you will meet this person. I see. Right? Mm. During mm. the interview process, you actually meet this person. Now, right. when you're meeting them, you obviously, you know, you're trying to get a sense of what they are like. Right. Uh, and... Um, I've heard this before, like someone says something like, oh, you, you, you know, when it comes to like Q&A time, you can ask them a question like, oh, what is your management style? Oh, mm, okay. Now, it's a bit of a tricky one. To, is this my opinion? Because uh, uh, there are some people like, why you ask me my management style, right? Who are you? more like old school. Oh, oh, you, you, none of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's interviewing who now? I mean, some of yeah. them think like that, right? So right. I, 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 I would maybe suggest uh, changing that question a little bit. So uh. making it about you. So you can try asking them something like, okay, like I love to be an asset to this company. Uh, and um, uh, so it, what uh, what kind of work style would you prefer me to have if you uh. don't take me on for the role? And the way this person answer the work style that they prefer you to have, will give you an idea what their management style is. Right. right. Do, do you have any examples of like work like or, or anything that you any work styles that you've seen before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I, I when I was interviewing last night I also asked questions like this and then yeah. one of the managers that interviewed actually answered, Oh, um uh, my expectation is uh, if uh, if you need to come in to work, you come in to work. I want someone who's very flexible. You know, so you know, if I if I if I say, oh, we need to come in on Saturday, that you are flexible, you can come in on Saturday. So right. so the answer is so immediately. Oh, okay. So in this company, let's say working weekends very normal, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. it does not go bad. It depends on what you care about. Yeah. So so now I know just by asking a question like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So another another company might say something. Oh, I want uh, I want someone. Oh, I, actually, I, I prefer that you were um, you were a bit more vocal. Let's say, mm. right? That's my work style. I want someone. I want my team to be able to tell me what's going on. Uh, you know whether they are having any issues or not, then we can kind of solve it together rather than trying to like be quiet. So, oh, okay, this, this person's work style is a little bit He needs bit, the like, feedback. He, he feedback. wants to hear, hear yeah, his, his Yeah, maybe employees. have a more of a coaching kind of mindset, mm. you know. Yeah, mm. and the, other, the other initial one maybe sounds a bit more like authoritarian, kind of, oh, you come in, I, I want you to come, you come in, you know, that kind of. Right? Yeah. So, so a question like that might help you figure it out. La. Yeah. No right or wrong, la, it's just their yeah, individual style. La. Correct, correct. Yeah. Right. And then some people, I, I mean, like I said, like, working weekend, some people maybe they don't mind. I, I, I know a lot of people who, let's say they're young, let's say yeah. they're a family and they, they are very career-minded. They, they, they do, they work up to them, okay. right? Because what they want. Here's, mm. here's something else though. Okay, so um, like in the more recent times, lah, right, a lot of the seniors would tend to comment on the younger workforce or the younger fresh graduates to be very choosy, very spoiled. You know, like, yeah. uh, okay, I, I know you do get the whole like, oh, sending uh, CVs through WhatsApp and stuff like that. And I know that's just a, a, a very small minority. But people tend to say that the, the younger workforce or the younger generation tend to be a little bit more demanding as compared to people like 10 years ago. Are they right to say that or are they wrong to say that? Mm, I think um, 
the way the market is working now, because it's so much easier to look for a job. Yeah. 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 No matter the story, just like I had to like mail my CV. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Print it, mail it. It's so hard to send my CV to one company. Today you, you can find just, the ad on the newspaper somewhere. I take the address, I put it in the envelope, print wow. it, I sign, you know. Like, so okay. so it takes so much. So every application you take very seriously. And if they suddenly call you for interview, like, oh, this coming in by so like, wow, you know, think very seriously. Today you just click, huh? Send ready. On, on hiredly. Yeah. On hiredly. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Just remember, don't don't leave every company on CC. Yeah. Just BCC. Oh man, I remember that. Yeah. I remember this guy freaking like CC so many. He CC so many. Oh, my yeah, whole right. industry, you know, and all yeah. of us in our group chat. Hey, did you all get this same email? I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then what we did was the funny thing was we started replying to him to push to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, hey, can you go on? Yeah, uh, Danku, would you like to answer this? And then Danku replied, no, Jin, would you like to answer this? And we really trolled him, cow cow, you know, and oh, he didn't reply. God. Okay, because like, oh uh, yeah, so. You, do you think okay do you think because a lot of people tend to complain employ okay I, I, I on Twitter Twitter is where people talk a lot they say mm. the people especially these business owners they will always be venting which I feel to be honest they shouldn't but you know it's just this is open for discussion anybody's opinion is is, is, is you know it's valid over here they tend to say that oh uh, they will say things like what do these youngsters know these days straight away come for ask for 5,000 what experience do they have who do they think they are asking for 5,000 you know so when someone comes on to it and asks for a really a high salary that the employer suddenly does not like really agree to I mean like how does one approach how should one actually approach that or take that kind of uh, response mm. I think every business owner should understand this um, it is a market yeah so the yeah. same way like your business works right so if you have a product you set a price for your product yeah. and if your customer doesn't want to buy because your product sucks whatever, then they just don't buy yeah. mm. right and then you have to kind of you know change until you have enough business right so this is like a talent market so there will be uh, some job seekers who may be unreasonable with the expectation, the size is very high, then yep. you don't hire them. Yeah. So, so, so my point of view is that you sort of like, um, you adapt to the market, yeah. right or wrong. Maybe there's a group of people that are very entitled, the expectation, okay, whatever, you just don't hire them, right? Mm. So because the market is such a way now, one thing that I, I suppose, every, like I said, every business owner should uh, understand is, yeah. if you complain about the market, uh, it doesn't change the market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, same like your business. Like yes. if you complain, how oh, come my customers so dumb don't like my product? So what? The customer don't buy the end of they don't want to buy. That's yeah. the end thing. Mm, mm. So so if you understand that the talent market is a little bit like this now, so you have to change your strategy to adapt. No? So one of the things I would say is that let's say if you um if you find a large group of people are sort of behaving like this, so mm -hmm. maybe you have to work harder to compete for the for the group that you do not think will, will think or behave like this. Right. Right. To try to, you know, uh, another thing, like, for example, right now in Hyadi, right, we hire a lot of fresh grads. Yeah. 60% of our current workforce started with us as a fresh grad, less than two years of experience. Mm, right? Okay. Uh, so I always say, tell people that like, we are a company built by fresh grads. But one of the things I do every year, once after we hire them, is I personally teach, it just happened a few weeks ago, I personally teach a class to our fresh grads about what is it like transferring from university life to work? Oh, mm. oh yeah. okay. I'm talking a lot of like boring stuff like how to deal with office gossip. Wow. Um, how to deal with, uh, how to get promoted. Right. You know, how to think like your boss. Like just like real how stuff. How to file like. your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh my God. Yo, that's, that's actually pretty good. Like the questions you just, I mean, the, the, the topic at hand that you just highlighted is what I wished I would have been told when exactly. I was working in an office. Same, yeah. same. Because you, you don't learn things like this in school. Correct. Like no one teaches you this, Correct. you know, it's Correct. something that we kind of like yeah, it's, you, you come in ourselves. and you be smart. La. Because every company, mm. right, will always withhold information from their employees thinking that, oh, this is sensitive information. Like yeah, for me, yeah. I look, I, as, as a boss, right, 
uh, I have sort of like had that mentality as well. But when I, I think right now I'm become, becoming, I'm beginning to be a little bit more open with whatever I spend or whatever I invested in terms of projects, and then they understand, because we always have this thinking, or the olden days people have to think, oh, you know what? After that, uh, you know, they're going to be complaining. Oh, wow, you charge so high, how come I'm paying so little? Then I realized that oh, actually, it's not really like that. Mm. Everyone tends to work in tandem in order to basically make everything work, and yeah. I feel yeah. that. Some companies, yes, some companies will have to withheld information, but most of them, if they basically are in a very transparent and open environment, everybody is basically working in the best interests of the company for it to succeed. But then again, I might be wrong. Uh, this only happens in more smaller scale yes, yes. companies, yes, yes, not yes. those about MNCM, you know, like, you know, yeah, like yeah. banks and like everything. 500 people in one company. Yeah, yeah. I, I read this, I don't know what the exact stat is, but like the, in, when the company is large enough, there's a certain percentage of that actually work against the company. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying them to basically go <laughs> against the company propaganda. Whoa. I don't know what the percent you can maybe five percent or something like that. Like, but like, I mean, I think yeah. I think that's quite believable, la. Like, yeah. like you say, like you can't please everyone, especially if you say like you can only please ninety nine percent of the people. If you have a hundred people, that's one person that's not happy, really, you know. Yeah. You have a thousand people, la, That's like, what ten people that's not happy, yeah, really, correct, you know. So correct, it, yeah. it kind of snowballs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So I think it's very natural la, for that to happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you can't, it's unavoidable. La. You can't have a company that big and like, have everyone super duper happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough. And then I think as an employer, uh, because this is a startup company, I would like to assume this is a startup company. Like every time, like every employee will have this thinking, it's like, oh, you know what? I hope this person works for me forever because you know I value this person. Mm. And after when a, when a person leaves, right, an employee always has that, oh, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? Like always that, that but this is all in yeah, small yeah. companies. La. But here's another question though. I like to ask because like I I, I was I, I mean I, I kind of went through this and, and we're just bringing all this up for discussion I I worked in a company for seven years and I was like I knew I wanted to leave but I think I dangled for a little bit too long in the same company before actually really taking that one big step to actually be brave and leave right. the company I think when, okay when do you know it's the right time to actually switch jobs mm. so, so I'm quite curious how, how did you know that it was time to leave Okay, I wasn't really happy with my lifestyle uh, after after getting into the morning show. Uh, I was a lot grumpier. People noticed that I was a lot very impatient. Although I was earning more money, uh, but I think like I couldn't spend time with family, didn't spend time with friends. Uh, I was in this little circle. I was in this little, little 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 corner that I probably see less than ten people a day. And then like you know, my friends are out partying in the weekends while I'm just sitting at home uh-huh. sleeping. Um, and. Uh, I did not kind of like the working environment I was in. I mean, like my colleagues are great, but like, you know, there are some things that I didn't really, there, there were some things that I wasn't a fan of. I, I, okay, like, I won't say that the bad outweighs the, the good. I mean, it's good, but there are some things that I didn't quite uh, agree to. And also at the same time, I was starting this whole YouTube gig, but it wasn't really a, a business. But for me, it's like, hey, I was so simple-minded to think that, hey, you know what? Even if I get like one or two jobs from this YouTube business uh, a year, it could sustain my lifestyle, no problem, right? Mm. Uh, then that's where I'm like, okay, uh, I talked to a bunch of friends who ran their own businesses. <laughs> Obviously, your friends will always tell you, leave la, leave yeah. la, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, until like I kind of maybe met some friends. Uh, I, I met some friends abroad and then they, they told me that, they gave me that reassurance or not not a reassurance, but they gave me that confidence. Like, look, um, do something that you're happy with, and when you do, when, you know, surely enough, uh, when you do something you're happy with, you kind of somehow or rather find a way to monetize it. Like mm. you know, you because you, you are in survival mode right now. You will do just about anything. You will do the right things. You will do the wrong things. You will do dumb things. You will do things that you look back at ten years ten years after. You be like, 
I did that lah. Yeah lah, I know I did that because you know I needed money. You know that kind of thing. And you will look back at certain projects like, oh what I did that for like five hundred bucks. Yeah lah. <laughs> at that time I didn't. You will look yeah. at that. But but when you ca- when, when, at that time when you look back and you realize and you cringe at your decisions back then, you know that you have evolved. So they reassured me by saying that you will go to the dumps for a while. But that's when you have to make the decision for yourselves because now you are your own boss, or you are on your own. You have no organization to kind of like be there and back you up. You are on your own, so it's it's testing your survival mode, lah. Whatever you learn from the company, you bring it out and you apply it to yourself. And then you know if all else fails, you know they'll say, lah. If all else fails, man, you got a degree, you got a paper, you know, just go back to another company. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Go on, hire Lee, find another. Yeah, job. so that's that's why. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah. I I that's the, that's kind of why I uh, that's kind of why I, I left my job because again I mentioned pay was not bad but I just didn't like the, the it's, lifestyle it's like kind of the, like the culture a little bit and the work-life balance the culture was fine but just my lifestyle I just yeah. my lifestyle completely changed I I can go to work when the sun is down and leave work when the sun is down yeah if we don't get a gotcha call we stay there till we get a damn gotcha call so yeah sounds familiar ah, <laughs> production production production, production is like that too yeah so you left uh, that kind of uh, working hour to come back to that kind of working hour again. Yeah. <laughs> now you do it for yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the difference. That's the biggest difference there, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that, was, that was the reason. I think the big step that made me well, was more of like, I, I, did, I didn't have anything solid, but I knew that the minute I left, here's the funny thing though. The first day I left radio, I slept for 18 hours. Wow. And I woke up, I wow. freaked out. I thought I was late for work. And I was like, Oh, wait. wait, 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 I left. I what? Left. what? Yeah, I left, I left, yeah. And it's, you know, you, 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 you know, you get up, you, you know, like how like, sometimes you get up, like, oh, I'm late for school. And I get up, oh my God, I'm late for work. Oh wait, I'm not working anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then after a while, I kind of like, it took got, a while to get, it took a while, a while to get used to. Like, got yeah. used to it, but then it became a lot more positive. Then it allowed me to kind of do things that I want to do. Mm. Then it, it, yeah, I mean, it's very hard to explain because like, you know, uh, I'm not, I, I, again, like, like yourself, I never had like a, a business foundation. I didn't know how to run a company. It's mm. just everything just kind of worked out, but it's not that everything fell into place automatically. I had to fail a lot to understand the decisions that I make. Lah. Not every decision I make is a great one, but after a while, when you've been doing this for almost 12 years, you kind of already know Right. You know, yeah. yeah, the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then, I guess you're one of the rare ones that kind of took that leap and started their own business. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I find for for a lot of people, I think the, uh, it, when when they are thinking about leaving, most of the time something is missing, uh, mm. right? Something is missing from wherever they are, and yeah. it, it will be something that they value. So, the most common one I hear is like growth, lo. So ah, typically, yeah. this is the most common one. It's not really the money, like it's like they feel that they are stuck with it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of employers would think it's money, you know. He fell leave it. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll counter your pay. But isn't that the wrong thing to do? Because like the minute you counter, they'll think like, oh, you mean actually you can pay me more? One, I uh. agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, me personally. So, yeah. so in Hyerly, we have like a no counter offer uh, policy. So if someone resigns, then I will ask, oh, where are you going? And then, someone, and then the next day, oh, I wish you well. You know, like that, that's it. So, so, so because uh, for my point of view, sometimes you come to offer it also seems a little bit insincere. Lah. Yeah. That's yeah. What I mean, I would have paid you more. It happened to me because yeah. I asked for what I wanted and uh, just just tell me if like they were bullshitting. It's like, oh, you know, HR won't allow this. There's certain procedures. We can't give you such such high of a right. job. Always HR. Uh, we, always we can't give you some, so, so that high of a paid job. It doesn't justify a promotion yeah. and this and that. I resign. Okay, I give you what you want. Right. So, so in, 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 it did not make me feel better. It did not make me like, still like, oh, wow, they're giving me what I want now. I'll stay. It made me feel like, 
oh, so like the past seven years I was here, what I wanted, you didn't give, what yeah. was that? You know what I mean? It, yeah. made, it immediately made me feel even more, be, it belittled me like hell. It felt like I was being taken for a ride. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that's why in general, my sense is the same. Lah. So um, in, in terms of whether it's a HR policy, it's probably true. Mm-hmm. But then I guess people should relook at how HR works. Lah. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I yeah, I'm not a big fan of like counter offers and stuff and, right. and and yeah, so so for people who are wondering whether it's time to go, right? So if it's missing something, um so career growth just not I said, oh it's not really money. In a way, career growth is related to money, mm. but it's related to future money. Mm. So so people always want to know that I can I have I'm on a path that I can yeah. still earn future money. I mean they don't think of it so literally. But that's actually what they are thinking. They like, can feel the the trajectory. Correct, they correct. can see the ladder. Yes, they must yeah. feel like their, their life is progressing yeah. and all that, right? So if you're not sure, my suggestion is you can go interview, right? Uh, and uh, when you interview, then you can figure out like, is, is is what you are missing really out there? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know? Uh, so that's just kind of like your first step. Yeah. Right? Right, and if right. you don't if you don't get any offer in the first place, then there's nothing to talk lah. Yeah, general, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, not not many will be like Eugene just come out and like start a business, right? So, 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 so you might want to kind of test water a little bit, and yeah. you may find that oh, there's actually not really. But the reason I say this is because by default, uh, I'm hoping everyone doesn't think about leaving. Like, um, like their first option is to leave. Yeah. yeah. Like, so your first option is always to try to see what you can work out internally. So, ah. it, so, and the reason I say that is maybe you can work this out internally, and if you can, then it's good because. If you keep leaving your job every time you feel like something is missing, yeah, you never figure out uh, certain skills, uh, how to progress internally in your mm. company. So you keep oh. changing job every time something you just missing, think you, you need change. to jump and Correct. jump. Every time something is, you just change job, you just change job, which in the long term is actually not good for your CV, la. Yeah. So how do you how do you initiate that? Like, say, if you want to work things out in, internally, right? How do you, how would someone like in, start that kind of conversation? I kind of feel that Ryan's gonna use this against right. me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I think tomorrow two o'clock, uh, we have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about progress, right? Um, I, I, I like to use a bit like, um, I think the analogy is like, sort of like, like asking someone on a date. Like. Ah. Yeah. But I, I use, I, I would think something like that. So before you even ask uh, your boss or manager to consider you for promotion, yeah. you should be kind of sure that their answer is going to be yes. Right. Mm. So what I mean by that is that, so imagine, again, you think about asking someone on a date. If you, if you ask someone, let's say a girl or a guy out on a date, and they have no attraction or feeling to you whatsoever at the point you ask this question. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a downhill slope from there because uh, they're like, oh, why, you know, like, yeah, why yeah. are you asking me? I mean, like, let's say promotion. Why are you asking for more promotion? Your work is so-so, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, this person going to be very hard to manage. That's what they are sort of like thinking right now. So mm-hmm. to, the best way to do it is like, um, before you even ask, make sure that your work is visible. Uh, uh, that means sometimes uh, some people do a lot of invisible work. Yeah. That means they just quietly just do the work and they think that oh, people will notice me. Actually, but people they, don't. They don't. Yeah. Right? So you have to, I'm not asking you to show off, but just, just make sure that it, it, people can know that you are doing work that matters, that's contributing to the company and, and, and you're working hard. That's the first thing. And second thing is that you have to be a very high trust relationship mm. between you and your uh, your manager or your yeah. boss, uh, yeah. right? I mean, I, I've made this mistake before, you know, like, like in the past, uh, for example, I, I had um, uh, I, I had a manager, and, and, uh, but I related closer to my manager's manager. Oh, oh. so kind of like jump yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my manager's manager, I, at the time I thought, oh, this person thinks like me. So right. I always jump straight to my manager's manager, which oh. in a way breaks the trust with my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they will feel like, hey, like you're trying to take my job. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Why, why, are you, why are you jumping above my head? Yeah, uh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this one example. Uh, so, yeah. so I'm not saying this is good or bad behavior. This is like 
how reality works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so you you need to have a very high trust relationship manager that they will feel that if this person is progressing and promoting, like this is um we are aligned lah. I I yeah. benefit from this too. We grow together and all that. So um so two things lah. Right? Make sure your work is visible and then. Make sure that your manager like really trusts you have a good relationship with them. There is a third thing which is a little bit tricky mm-hmm. in that, that they have to feel that um, you have options. Oh. Right. Mm. That's the third thing. So okay. so this is the way I say it's tricky, it's a bit like how you interview, right? Yeah. You, you you cannot tell them that I'm going to leave. Yeah. Because yeah. then it kind of breaks the relationship. But you they have you have to make them feel like I can leave if I want to. Yeah. Um, but I want yeah. to be here. Okay. Yeah. Right. So so then they're like, okay. Then the I have guy to. with the guy with nothing to lose, lah, and the, you know, yeah, it's either way you can walk out of the situation. Correct. Win win, lah. Correct. I'm sitting on this table now. I want to work out something with you because I want to be here. But if mm. let's say we can't work something out, I guess I will go, lah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but you are but, my first. But it's not a threat. It's not a yes. threat. You know, it's not like if we don't do this now, I'm going. You know. Yeah. 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 It's it's a very dangerous thing to do. I mean, I I've had like employees who sort of tried this uh, before, like sort of like they they say, oh, I've got this offer on the table and yep. I prefer working here and the, the first time like, oh okay like um, let, let's discuss a plan how you can get promoted let's say that in the beginning the second time it happens like hey wait a minute and, oh. then when the, and by the third time I kind of hear the same thing I was like uh, I think you can go la. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I mean it's like, it's like, like you always have one foot you always have one foot out the door like that right so right, it's just like yeah. uh, it's a bad way to build that relationship yeah it is yeah. it is it is because yeah. I think as much as you think that people won't realize they'll realize it they'll pick it up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. I feel that running a business right managers are more like I run a business. I didn't know. I didn't realize this when I started the business. But uh, we tend to always uh, not worry. Yes, worrying about the business and cash flow is one thing, but learning to understand each single employee individually is also what we need to do. Yeah, that's right. That is really important. And it gets hard when you have like a lot more. Like for our, in our case, not so bad because we have what. 10 people now. Are you kidding me? I have to it's understand like 25 people. 25 people. <laughs> yeah, that's like, well, if you hang on the office more. <laughs> <laughs> I have to understand, like, no, man. Like, and, uh, it starts to get a bit much, like, yeah. a bit overwhelming, right? But I mean, that's where, again, you have different teams and managers to do that for you. And then they just, you know, it's like a, it's like a tier. A, yeah. A tier, the, the, the gateway to the, all, you know, to whatever comes here. Oh, this is very, very interesting. Very interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> I, I, now, uh, I think, like, like the one thing that you mentioned about uh you know when people leave it's not so much about the money sometimes it's about growth and then like you know uh what helps uh when it comes to growth because people tend can always stay that oh you know what they want some people we just want to leave a company and then they ask you oh why you want to leave the company oh i just want to grow but most of the time sometimes they don't even know where they need to grow at you know how does one identify it or how can one know that they are in the right trajectory of growth yeah, I mean, uh, it's an interesting question. In fact, um, it's one of the most common things I hear if I ask someone, oh, why do you leave this company to join? I go, oh, oh, I want to grow. I want to grow. It's <laughs> yeah. a bit cliche in my opinion and doesn't mm. really address like very clear. Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, if you, if you want to grow, I, I think there must be a very specific reason. So if let's say I ask this question and the, I say, oh, why do you leave to join Nagar? And they say, oh, because I wanted to grow. Okay. My first follow-up question is, oh, why couldn't you get this with the previous company, right? Mm. I will ask this question and mm-hmm. I'll see how they answer. Lo. So, so oh. then, then they'll be like, so, so I'm trying to test if there's a valid reason here or not. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, is it yeah. because they didn't perform, you know, or because they're trying to run away from something, you know, like, you know, and, and, and um, or, or they're just leaving because it was convenient and easy. Right. You know, so I'm trying to figure out mindset. So like, like a good example could be, let's say, uh, uh, I, I work in a small company, it's not really growing. Yeah. 
right? And 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 um, and I and I want to go to the next side and I talk to my manager, my boss, and they understand it, but there's just no role uh, mm-hmm. beyond this right now, based on what the business is going through, and and because of this, like you know, I also my manager's blessing say, look, if you find something, go. I mean, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I mean, that's very mature. You thought it mm. through, and there's a very valid reason why you are you're leaving for sort of looking out. Yeah. Right, but most of the time, I find that when people say that, oh, because I want to go, it's, it's like a very lazy answer. Just add up. Oh, like a throw, like a, like a catch-all answer. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Template, yeah, yeah. template answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in terms of what, yeah, people really want, I think, um, like I say, Lord, like everyone wants to grow, like. Yeah. I think it's human nature mm. to want to grow, like in your career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some people that say, uh, in a certain phase of your life, uh, you might be like, I'm comfortable the nine to five routine. I don't really grow, make some money. Okay. One day you might get there, okay. right? You don't. I don't know when. I know of people who like they just want to go in, do their job, and then take the money and enjoy Correct. their life outside. Correct. You know, they're very, very simple, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The money is is not bad, but it's not super duper fantastic. It's it's just enough for them, lah. Yes. Those yes. kind and of people. Yes, and I think if this is you, okay, more power to you. This is what you at least you are clear. At least yeah. you're happy. Yeah, you're happy. You're clear. This is what I want. Yeah, and, and your company is happy. Okay, I don't have to worry. This person always want to go, mm-hmm. right? But for if you're if you're young, and I imagine most young people in your earlier career, uh. I think everyone is, is human nature to want to grow. And, and from my experience, uh, the first day, five to 10 years of your career yeah. sort of de- almost sets the tone for the rest of your career. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, very right? true. Very right? true. So, so say a simple example, let's say if you are an accountant, yeah. in an oil and gas company, like very similar, and you, and you do it for like 10 years, very likely you're going to stay as an accountant for, like, for the rest of your, yeah. for your life. And no, I'm going to come on and be a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some exceptions, but most cases cannot one. That's yeah, okay. your path. And, and, and if what sort of like, uh, sort of to stack on top of this, right? Let's say you're accountant all this company and you are at the junior level mm-hmm. 10 years later. So, say, so seniority is not about how much a level of experience. Some people just get stagnant at a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you stay as an executive for 10 years. Yeah. The probability that you are able to grow after that uh, is very hard. Oh, okay. It gets very hard. But whereas, for instance, you contrast someone, let's say, I start as a junior exec, yep. few years later, I become assistant manager, few years later, I become manager, yep. you know, and then you can see like up, 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 up. Mm. It, it's, like, it's like momentum. Mm-hmm. So the next employment, you look at, oh, this one, oh, this one work must be performed very well, this I get promoted. Mm-hmm. And it's like a sort of like a self fulfilling prophecy like that. And then you yeah, keep yeah. growing. Like. So, and, and because this really matters, I, I really think that anyone five to 10 years of experience, we're just starting out. And you obviously care about your career. You have to really figure out how to get promoted. Okay. Really, really. I mean, th- then it's really important because uh, it really does set the tone for your career. So, mm. okay. Pro- in terms of promotion, promoting. Okay, uh, that's a very good question. You, when you mentioned you, you need to figure out how you get promoted, because a lot of people tend to think that, oh, you know what, I'm gonna do the, my work as best I can and and, uh, and and get noticed, and then hope I get an automatic promotion because they notice me. And that's where you mentioned that there are some work that's visible work. Yes. So are you trying to say that, you know, when you do some work, you kind of need to sh- kind of in, in the right way, for the lack of a better word, take credit for what you've done and show it to your boss. Or does someone, what does someone need to do in order to stand up to, to, to get a promotion? Like, cause nobody goes up to a boss, hey, I want a promotion, otherwise I'm leaving. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> because most of the time when someone asks a boss that I want a promotion, they'll be, they'll be thinking like, oh, okay, if I don't give it to you, you're going to leave, right? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. So it's like, how does one actually start to ask for a promotion? Yeah, I, I, would, I would lean to over-communicating. Oh. And it's always over-communicate slightly with your boss. That means like, they're up to date about what you're doing. Yeah. They're very transparent about your work, what mm. challenges and how you're solving it. And then someone asks them for advice. And again, that also builds trust with your boss. Uh. Got it. But because mm. they're so visible about what you're doing, yep. and they, for them, it's like you and them, like, you know, that you are a team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that really, really helps. And, and at the time when you're asking for promotion, even if you're not ready, uh, yeah. 
then they would at least be in the state of mind to say, okay, like you want a promotion, you're not mm. ready. Let's have this conversation. Okay. 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 So, like so trial first. Yeah. Let's maybe, see what you can actually do. La. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if there's, um, so back to my analogies now, let's say there's um, the relationship is that they really see you as someone that can be promoted. Yeah. But something's missing. You have an honest conversation and they say, okay, so you're saying right now that perhaps I'm not ready yet. Maybe share with me what you think you might want to see. Mm, mm. Right. What would you like to see from me to make you feel that, make you comfortable that I am ready for the next step and I, and I, will, I will work with you on this. Right. So you try to get this very clear as possible. Sometimes, uh, maybe even your boss hasn't thought about it. Okay, yeah. So um, it didn't, it didn't occur to them la, until yeah, you okay. bring out the question. Yeah, they saw like, okay, this person is not ready to be promoted. They don't really know. They're busy doing their work. You know, there's something missing. Yeah. But when you sort of force them to pause for a moment, they think, okay, I'll tell you what. La. Okay. These are the three things that I never really saw. Okay. You know, and I hope if you can demonstrate this, then I think you're ready. I think, so, so you force your boss to think about it. So put it on people or, or verbally tell you. Do you think there'll be an instance where you ask your boss to think about it and then they think, think, think then they'll be like, yeah, ho. God, I can't really think of anything that you're not ready. Then let's go. It's possible. Yeah. Possible. So right. that's how yeah. you get a straight yes. Because like you said, they, they never really like put too much thought into it yet. And when you put them on the spot, then it's like, then they really try to like scan and analyze everything. Yeah. So, so one, one people have to figure out is like your boss or manager, right? So their, their KPI is not to promote people. Yeah. They're going day to day, not thinking, who should I promote? Yeah. They're, 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 not, they're, yes. they're doing their work. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's like, it's not that uh, they're intentionally sidelining you. You could just be like a slip of mind. They're not thinking about it. So you just bring it to the front. It's definitely not their priority to promote everyone on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. This person is very no. So, so, but they are, maybe they're more than open to promote you. So sometimes mm. if you, um, I mean, some companies have very good HR process. Uh, yeah. Right. This comes out automatically, but this may not be most companies. So, yeah, no, so, so you bring to the front and you force your boss or manager to think about it. Yep. And then they might think, oh, actually can, I think. Like, that you, you make sense and then, then, then you think about how to actually promote. Uh. It's, it's uh, yeah, so promotion always uh, is very relative to salary increment and stuff like that. Some people always tend to say this thing, oh, the best way for you to earn more money is to jump ship, to jump to another company. Do you agree to that? Or like what you mentioned earlier on, whatever you can try to do it internally, you do it internally first. What's your, what's your take on that? Mm, I still lean to do it internally first if you can. I see. But it is also true that if you want your salary to grow, a very easy way to do it is to jump ship. Yeah. Right? Because in most cases, the next company will pay an increment yep. to hire you. This is generally how the market yeah. actually works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But th this is like, the reason I say it's a very dangerous place to be is because if you overdo it, yeah. then after that, your CV looks very bad. So maybe the first time you do let's say, um, the general I think is like, you shouldn't average less than two to three years in one company. Oh, That's okay. what I would see. Uh, you shouldn't okay. average less than two years. So if you're changing jobs every year, mm -hmm. the first time you do it, you can. All Second right. time you do it, maybe you can. By the third or fourth time, uh, it's going to get harder and harder because your CV is yeah. getting worse and worse. Yeah. I think as an employer, so it's like, oh, why do I want to invest in a person who's only going to be here? For I'll probably years. take like six months to teach you my, my back end. And then after that, four more months you leave, you'll be like, oh, you know, it's a waste mo it's, a, it's a waste of money for right, the company. I imagine especially if they're trying to go for like higher positions because I imagine like if you do it so many times already, you've, probably, you've been working for like six, seven years. You're not going to go in for like the junior exact position, right? right. You want to try and get like a minimum like a junior manager or manager kind of yeah but, but then again from a from an employer's point of view so if this person uh doesn't even spend more than one year uh, specializing in that one particular field how can it justify me taking a risk on giving him that amount of money yeah when he's not specialized in this and specialized doesn't mean like you do a few months or one year is good enough if you have three years experience of this one specific task automatically the employee will probably think that you know what this guy is 
probably an expert here. Or mm. uh, skill set, his skill set is really fixed and really at a top notch level for this particular task. So I guess like you know, it's a there's both sides of a story like at the end of the day. Yeah, and then, yeah, I agree. Like if you do it for less than a year, like how much have you really contributed? And and, mm. and I think um the the first time you change jobs one year, maybe you give some excuse and your the new employee might believe you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate I hate my boss. My boss, yeah. the work the work the work, yeah. the work <laughs> culture is toxic. Yeah, I mean like can yeah can be all kinds of reasons, right? And yeah. then and the second time maybe the next boss uh, the next employee will believe you. But the third or fourth time, uh, they're going to start thinking maybe it's you. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Right? So they're going to start thinking like that. And and the other thing is like. Um, when you are in a job, right? I come back to getting promoted. Like, really, really try to get promoted in whatever role you're doing. Because uh, if someone is uh, progressing by changing jobs, so yeah. what I mean is that I'm an exec now, my next job is a system manager, as in I change job. Like, my next job is manager, I change job again. But I've never been promoted in the job that I yeah. mm. So, So that, that can be a sign like that, oh, you're very good at interview. You managed to convince the next employee that you can do the next job. That's why they gave it to you. But you never really demonstrated it in your work because if you did, you would have been promoted already. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, would have gotten the growth internally in your company, not yeah. by changing jobs. Right? I see. Yeah. So yeah. Some, yeah, something to kind of... It's like, like they put on, they are very good at putting on a show at first, la, but when it comes down to it, they are not, they, they can't walk the walk. La. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I say this, obviously there are a lot of job seekers listening to this. I just want them to be conscious and aware that this is how the employer might be looking. They might not even be doing it like consciously, you know, so I'm pretty sure some people out there think, oh, want to get promotion, change job. Uh. They they don't like make, like getting promotion in house might not even be like on top of their mind. Correct. Because it's yeah. just very easily said. Why people say, oh, you want you want a promotion, just leave your job, law. It's never a uh, yeah, to your boss. Yeah. It's always like when the person says like, oh, you know, I kind of want to get a promotion. They automatically think your your place is not a good place to work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just that straight away. Boom. I judge you because I on know that. there's definitely that sentiment out there. Where it's like you want to raise jump job. Yeah. Yeah. Jump that's ship. that's that's always that. You, they, I I hear this phrase so many times before. Like you need to jump ship to make that increment. Yeah. If you so stay there, they will never give you. Is every every year hundred ringgit, two hundred ringgit. You yeah. wanna you want that that really nice increment. You have to jump ship. Yeah. And and and, and every employer always uh has this uh. Uh, mentality of like uh, every employee will probably stay within two to three years on average that kind of thing like you know if they're going to leave yeah I expect them to leave that's why that you know that I wish there was more two-way communications they kind of make the workplace a much better place yeah yeah you like, need some balance uh. so I yeah. still think that there'll be some cases where it's time to go yeah yeah, yeah so I'm just Definitely. saying like just don't make it your default uh. so yeah. if you are already wondering you should start internal conversations, but you can also go interview one. Yeah, yeah. You go interview and you really find out whether this thing is really out there. Mm-hmm. The thing that you think you're missing. Uh. Mm, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, then, and when you, once you get the offer, you can decide then, right? But don't but don't make the call so soon. Don't just resign without a job, you know? Like just, just go look for something first. Yeah. If you're curious, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's another question. Like what are the, uh, based on your, because you know, you work at Hidely. So Hidely is a platform that people can go to to look for jobs. And also for employees to obviously list their jobs, right? It's a mm-hmm. two-way thing. Um, what are, what are people lacking these days, based on your observation, when applying for a job? The most com like the big okay. If it's top three, what is what is your number one? Mm. I mm, you'd be very surprised uh, how many uh, kind of low quality CVs I've seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. how many um, very kind of like uh, like like very standard interview questions that I get a poor answer to, right? right? Mm. Which surprised me. So, and the reason I say this is because uh, there's so much information on the internet. Yes. If you wanted to write a good CV, search write CV, I'm sure you get like 10,000 
great articles. Right. Not just articles, a template for you <laughs> to, <laughs> to straight download. Correct. Type you just download this template? Ready. Change my name only. Yeah, <laughs> just change the info. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, all the common interview questions are out there. They even suggest you how to answer. So what I feel is missing sometimes is the, maybe the, like I said earlier, la, some, sometimes people take it for granted because it's mm. so easy to find a job. Yeah. Right? They take it for granted. So at this time, the mindset, I heard this quote before, uh, it goes, I, I'm butchering the quote, but something like, uh, if information was all we needed, everyone would be billionaires with like perfect apps. Oh. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, you know what I'm saying? That actually, information is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The most important thing is people don't take action yeah. on the information. So um, I, I really tell people like, you go out there, you really interview for the job like it's your dream job. Apply Do, and then when you get it, then you know, then then you decide, right? Don't don't in the beginning, don't take it seriously and all that. Is it a big red flag for you when you see like if you're interviewing someone and you see they are like somewhat unprepared for the interview? Oh, of course. Is that like a big red flag or is that do you like tend to give them a bit more benefit of the doubt? Or? Oh, okay, okay. Mm, sometimes some people are not good at interviewing, la. So mm. this is what I tell people. So if I'm flipping over to the employer side, I'll tell the employer, the purpose of your interview is to try to find someone that you believe can do the role well. Mm. That's the purpose of the interview. Your purpose of the interview is not to find out if someone got interview, good interview skill or not. Yeah, mm. yeah. So even if you encounter someone who doesn't have good interview skill, uh, I would tell, I mean, like some employers, oh, this sucks. You know, I mean, don't default to that. Yeah. You can just, you ask more questions, uh, you find out this person can do their work or not. Maybe the performer, they just don't know how to talk. Mm. You know, so you try to do that. That's very important. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah. So, so generally, this, this is kind of like how I, I, I see it. Like, yeah. Oh, interesting. So Hardly, how long has Hardly been running for now? It used to be WOBB. So it's almost like how many years now? Uh, Hardly has been around almost eight years now. Oh, wow. So you yeah, could, like, so like I can go, oh, I don't need to go. I run the business. I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can, I can go to Hardly. You can and list, you can list I jobs. I can list jobs, you know, on Hardly. Yeah. Oh, looking for a business development manager, AKA sales, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Can, can I get a discount if I list something on your website? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I reply my WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much, Derek. I think like today's conversation kind of, kind of like, you know, helps us dwell into the whole, it's actually something very simple, but there's a lot more to it. Yeah, you know, job hunting, job seeking, promotion, negotiation, and, and I I feel like um you know hopefully after this uh, episode we'll be able to have like you know our listeners be able to kind of understand that uh, it's not it's it's not just about money uh, it's not just about ha- it, 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 happy money and happiness has got to work hand in hand in mm. the place you work it's not just about oh that place I know confirm can pay because they're at MNC. You know, but when you go there, you're unhappy because you know it, it, maybe it's the working hours, maybe like you know or whatever. Not, but if you find a place that can pay you, okay, okay, not too bad. It, it kind of meets some of your basic needs, not basic needs, but more than your basic needs, and you're happy. I think you should consider. And, and what what really kind of stands out is like how like you know there's this saying about how you jump ship to get more. But now you know, Derek, you mentioned about like you always should always work it out internally first, and I, I fully agree to that. That's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, thank you very much for your insights, Derek. Uh, thank, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I think this is a helpful podcast uh, this time around. Because yeah. I think you know, like now is the time where a lot of people are graduating already. Yeah. So I hopefully mean, this helps you guys out there find a job. Yeah. Go on highly. A lot a lot of listings there. Yeah. Whatever you want. Any any more <laughs> any, any, any would you like to talk more about highly, you know, what what can people do when they go on your on your uh, platform? You know, is it can you download the app? You know, can you is is it only a website? Oh yeah, so yeah, you can go to the website, uh, hiredly.com. Uh, you can also download the app. Uh, so most of our users actually use this on the mobile app because it's very convenient. Yeah, yeah it uh, is. But 
we actually also have a headhunting service. Oh. Yeah, which is very odd considering we do like mostly junior, like mid-level people, right? Because mm-hmm. most, most people don't really get to experience talking to a headhunter when you're very junior. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's sort of like an internal vision for us. Like, like one day we hope that every young person as soon as they graduate can talk to someone rather than just blindly applying to jobs. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that's what we're building to us. So if you go to website, you upload your CV, even if you don't immediately find something you want to apply to, it's, it's there. And, 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 and some one of the teams, even from the headhunting side, if they find something that they think you might like, uh, then they'll kind of contact you and, and then you can kind of mm, have that okay. conversation with them. So you have like a specific team, humans, <laughs> that humans, goes yes, through yes. every CV that comes That's in. That's right, human beings, yeah. yes. How many? They're like the cupids, you know, they, they see the employer and the employee. And <laughs> hey, this one like match. Uh. How, okay, how many CVs do you get on average? Oh, uh, a huge amount. I mean, like every month, Maybe like 20,000 or something. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. a lot of CV. Yeah, so, so. Oh uh, my God. But at the end of the day, our philosophy is uh, recruitment is a human experience. Uh. Yeah. So, so you, so although we are digital and we're trying to use technology to scale, but yeah. um, you still can't take the the human away. So, so yeah. we're very, that's why we have headhunting, we have very big teams that talk to, talk to people, you can talk to It's someone, still a people's right? business. Yeah, 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 it's actually very important. I like to talk to the person that basically is appointed to just look through 20,000 <laughs> CVs a month. That I also cross out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. And Derek, uh, thank you very much uh, for your time. You know, before we wrap things up today, would you like to say anything to our listeners who are listening in today? Well, uh, I, I know that a lot of you, maybe you're thinking about your career, you're wondering what's going to happen in the future and you don't really know. My, my suggestion is a lot of times that you don't overthink it. Just take one small step at a time. Yeah. Right. Really rethink one, uh, one small step at a time. And as you walk, as you take these little, little steps, the path will slowly open in front of you. Lah, right. And I think too mm. many people are too caught up in like having this big vision of themselves, but they can't see what they should be doing today. Yeah. So just think in these small incremental steps and eventually you'll realize your vision. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a marathon. It, it's not like straight away. Not a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's, yeah. it's, it's a journey that you will basically self-discover. What's that saying? Uh? A journey of a thousand, a thousand steps begins with the first, is it? Something like Something that. Like that. <laughs> it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese <laughs> idiom. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Make sure you check out Harley's official website. Download the app as well if you're looking for a job. Uh, If you want to work here at Aspect Ratio Studios, uh, yeah, you can send your CVs to us too. We're we're looking for people. Uh, But of course, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can tune in on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also watch us on YouTube as well. That's right. I've got some banners uh, on the screen as well if you want to look for promotions and some uh, stuff that you want to learn more about Harley. Thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you guys next time. (laughs) 